Hi, friends. Welcome to Deep Dive, my brand new podcast born from a desire for critical thought, vulnerability, and awareness. I'm your host, Dana Falsetti, a thinker, a writer, a yoga teacher, an activist, an authenticity agent. Each month, you'll hear from me and my guests, ranging from iconic disruptors to everyday people, all candidly sharing our personal experiences on topics ranging from sexuality to social justice and consciousness to capitalism. Deep Dive is a space to tackle hard-hitting questions and controversial topics in a raw, empathetic, and curious way. And it's my space to rant and ramble freely, no holding back. Let's dive in. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to Deep Dive for season two. I'm just here a few days away from the day this episode will launch recording this. After being away for kind of a while, so this is, I guess, the first that I'm I'm speaking <laughs> sort of since my hiatus from social media, since that's where I've done most of my sharing. I've been used to for the last, I don't know, four years or so, sharing my thoughts there and mm, just kind of all parts of myself in different ways. And that's been my place to express myself, mostly through my writing, but also through speaking. And it's been really nice to be away from that. So for those of you who don't know or aren't on social media or on Instagram specifically, I've kind of, I guess it's almost been two months now that I've been away. Like I deleted the app off my phone back in, I don't even know, like late October or or something like that maybe. And it's the first time that I've done that since having it and since sort of like having it as a platform or a brand or whatever you want to call it. Um, I've taken little breaks or I've told myself I was taking a little break or, you know, trying not to be on there as much, but I've never actually deleted it and just not been on there for, you know, a week or longer. And I reached this point where I just felt like, well, one, I need change. Like I, I just want to do some different things. I want to learn new things. I'm different now than I was a few years ago. Thank goodness. I'm smiling. (laughs) And um, so I, I know I need change and needed change. And there have been a lot of things leading up to that, um, especially this year. And what I mean is change sort of in my work, uh, what I spend my time doing. And where my passions are, what I really love, because it's the whole reason that I um, love to work for myself is to get to do something that really um, satiates me and excites me. And I haven't been feeling that as much lately. I also haven't been feeling as inclined to share on social media as I did. And that makes sense to me. It's like, I think I'm in a different place of knowing myself now, whereas for the last few years, and of course you're always knowing yourself, but for the last few years, I think that that sort of path to that sense, this current sense of knowing was really new to me. I enjoyed sharing it, 
publicly and having people be able to connect with it. And that's the one thing that I do really like uh, about social media. But now um, I just have a different understanding of myself and of life, you know, and I, I suppose have become even more introspective over the years and just don't feel as inclined to share, I guess, in that in that same way, in different ways, perhaps. So anyway, so I took this break because I knew I needed a change. And in order to sort of separate what has come to be my identity, and maybe this is just, maybe this is what I think people perceive. I mean, I don't know what people actually <laughs> perceive, and I know people um, see and think different things. Um but I felt like I needed some space from, it's like I feel like I have multiple identities, which I'm sure we can all relate to in, in our own ways. For me, it's like, okay, the person I feel like I am, and then maybe the person I am when I'm my most vulnerable self, you know, the version like not a lot of people get to see, if anybody even gets to see it. Um, and then sort of this like public persona version of myself, this like other identity. Um, which is how a lot of people know me and see me. And that's all well and good, and it's certainly a part of me. But it's not all of me by any means. Um, and that's sort of one of the most challenging things, I think, about social media, especially if you're going to be vulnerable, authentic, engaged, whatever, in that space. Um, I think that's one of the most challenging things. Um, is that sort of sense of knowing somebody from a between a phone behind a screen um, from the snippets that they share even if they share a lot which I have which has led um, to this sort of sense of intimacy almost between myself and the community the audience which is cool and it's uh it's the very reason that I have loved everything that I have done and meeting people and being engaged and being able to be supportive of a greater community is amazing um but there are some shifts that I want to make so yeah so I felt like I needed some space from that identity and definitely just needed some time away from social media to figure out what I wanted those changes to be what I wanted to do that wasn't or what I do want to do that isn't necessarily what people want from me or expect me to do. And it's funny, I hear myself saying this and it sounds a lot like what I was saying four or five years ago when I started um, traveling to teach yoga, saying the same things about it being something that was unexpected to others, but that felt right to me. Um, and I find myself back in that place now but in a very different context where now I have this like this brand and this public persona and um, am known for certain things. Um, so separating myself from that to get some clarity um, has been challenging. And I think what surprised me the most was when I stepped away from Instagram. Specifically, it was Instagram. That's where I've spent most of my time. I'm not big on other social media platforms. When I stepped away from Instagram, and this was in combination with the start of me going to therapy, which I'll talk about also. So I deleted the app, stepped away, um, 
told myself, okay, I'm going to keep it deleted until my first therapy session, which was like five days away from that point. And I thought those five days were going to be really hard because it's like, it's, um, you know, it's a pattern. It's just, it's a pattern and it's sort of an innate tendency. Like you wake up and you reach for your phone or you pick it up and you just automatically click that app and you're just scrolling, you know, just whatever. (laughs) So I thought it was going to be really challenging and it was, but not in the way that I thought. I thought it was going to be hard. Like I wanted to be in that space and posting something, sharing something, seeing what other people were doing, all of that. But actually it was really easy not to be on there, (laughs) Um, which seemed surprising to me, but is really not surprising to me considering how introverted and kind of hermity I actually am Um, and how I think sort of energetically tired I am from the last few years just combined and definitely this year has been a been a lot Um, so it was challenging in this way that I all of a sudden had really intense anxiety and I've I've been struggling with anxiety more and more uh, lately, and I found when I stepped away, it wasn't that I wanted to be there. It was that I was worrying about what was happening there while I wasn't there. That was the anxiety. Like, are people waiting? What are other people doing? What are people saying? Is anybody posting something on my page? Like, just all of these thoughts about what's going on? Like, on the phone that I'm not seeing. And that's what made it really hard. And then it sent me into this, um, as time started to go by, because it actually was very easy. It was easy to get to day five, and then a week went by, and then two weeks went by, and so on. And I just, if anything, my anxiety about going back to the space was so high that I I didn't even want to open the app. Honestly, it felt like triggering to me to just even see it or open it. And I didn't even want to be on in that space. And that's kind of, I feel that now a little bit less now that about two months have gone by, but it's still there. So that was really interesting and kind of unexpected. And then I also had this anxiety of like, okay, well, what happens? And and this was my anxiety, but also other people asking me the same question, of course, of like, what are you going to do? Not just what are you going to do with your work, with your life, but like, well, what are you going to do if you're not on Instagram? What are you going to do with the page? What are you going to do with the audience? How are you going to keep building your brand, making money, doing your work if you're not there? You know, just all these questions. And I'm just like, fuck, like, not fuck like, uh, what am I going to do? But fuck, like, it just, wow, it matters so much. (laughs) Like, it's so intense. And just the fact that that's been so many people's first kind of reaction to me being like, yeah, I've been gone for a month or two, which is nothing in the scheme of things, nothing in in the scheme of like, how much I've been on there and, and been engaged for years now. Um, and I caught myself even like, you know, I'm, I feel like I've been sitting here kind of like twiddling my thumbs and like tapping my feet, just like waiting and waiting and waiting to feel really inspired to do something or post something or like make a move in a new direction or whatever it's going to eventually be. And I'm like, oh, it's been a whole month. It's 
it's been like a whole six weeks now. <laughs> like, I'm gonna and and I was at my friend's house and I think she was just kind of like laughing at me. She was like, "What is a month or six weeks compared to the last five years? And like, why does that feel like so much?" And I just laughed at myself for being so freaking impatient. Um, and I still feel that, but I'm, I am working <laughs> to be as patient as possible to just wait for the next thing to happen instead of doing something, um, before I really know what I want to do. <laughs> um, I'm just like, I'm, I'm trying to wait and it's just hard. It's really hard for me. And I'm, I did a, an episode on the last season, the first season about the the concept of like hustling, nonstop hustling. And I did that episode because I relate to that a lot. I'm very much a producer type of person. I'm constantly outputting something and very much have my worth and, and clearly my identity like wrapped up in putting things out into the world to be consumed or producing things in some sense and I've just kind of halted that completely for the last six weeks and I just my mind has been kind of blown at how hard it's been for me um, to still have my sense of identity to still feel that sense of self-worth to still feel accomplished that's the other thing it's like I'm always one step ahead of myself so this time in in this time away and on kind of this hiatus from everything I've been trying to acknowledge the things that I have done that I can feel good about and proud of over the last few years and not just graze over and um, discredit those things. And it's been really helpful. It's all just been really helpful in giving me more perspective, new perspective, which is always good. Change is good, you know, and even in these small ways, deleting the app for five days that turned into two months that has revealed things to me, parts of myself to me that I didn't see as clearly because I was doing one thing, Instagram, the same way over and over and over again. And I've talked about that on the podcast too, patterns and cycles. And just this one break in one of my patterns has opened my eyes to myself yet again. And so in combination with this stepping away, which was like, okay, I need a break from social media, but I also need a break from like the yoga world right now. And I need a break from my asana workshops that I've been teaching and, you know, just pinpointing all the things that weren't working for me in combination with finally taking the step to go to therapy, which is something that I've been thinking about and talking about for years. And like, I remember early in my time of like pseudo fame on the internet you know when it all sort of started snowballing I remember joking about like how I was going to definitely need to go to therapy basically to navigate all of that um, but I never went and when I was younger I went to therapy I went to a lot of different therapists when I was young um, and I've been always very privileged to have access to therapy but when I was younger, I really didn't want to go and I never really clicked with anybody and I wasn't in a place of kind of knowing myself and I wasn't open or receptive to therapy, I would say. 
Um, and I think I, I grew an aversion to it from that, but it's also just this do it yourself. I'm very much an independent, awful at asking for help or accepting help, even if people offer help. Um, I have a lot of guilt surrounding just sort of not being able to do things on my own. Um, and this like sense of perfectionism, all of that kind of tied together. So I've just ignored it, I guess. Um, I don't know. And I, I think it's one of those things you have to want to go. I think you have to really want to be receptive to it. Um, and it's very much work uh, and a partnership between you and your therapist. And it's been, a, I've only been five, maybe five times now and it's already really done a lot to help and support me one thing I can say is um, I'm seeing a therapist who is a health at every size trained therapist and if you're not familiar with that term give that a quick uh, google search and there's a lot to read about the the concept of health at every size um, one thing that I'm very aware of is just assumptions bias um we all do that and have them, um, but it matters how they impact uh, the process of healing for sure. So you could be talking about, you're talking about healthcare in a lot of different ways. You can be talking about lots of different types of doctors in this conversation, but even in the, the notion of, th of going to therapy, like I really don't want a, a fat phobic therapist who's going to be making those kinds of connections as I'm speaking and sharing um, or those kinds of assumptions. So it was really important to me to find one who had a genuine understanding of that. Um, not only someone who works with disordered eating, um, body image, who is health at every size trained, but the thing is, is when you have, you know, one, one point of understanding says a lot about your other points of understanding, right? So that one thing, being health at every size trained, says a lot to me about how somebody thinks. And this person was recommended to me by a friend who also sees them. And I've been really loving it. Um, and it's, it's, you know, I think the other thing that um, has made it or made me resistant to it is having this growing of self-awareness that's been going on over the last few years that leads me to this place of recognizing many of my patterns seeing a lot of myself fairly clearly, but not necessarily being in the place to change the pattern, to make a different decision. And that's where my perfectionism, the independent nature, the do-it-yourself, I get frustrated with myself because I'm like, oh, okay, I see this pattern now. I didn't see it for how long, and now I see the pattern and I know I do these things or act this way or make these decisions or whatever, but I can't seem to shift them. I can't seem to get my grounding and make changes and stop the pattern. And 
of course, because I'm just like not a superhuman. <laughs> um, so going to therapy has done a few things for me. I mean, one, it's given me a space away from social media to speak my thoughts um, and be heard through a very different perspective, through a very different lens um, and with some privacy, which I haven't had a lot of in, in that way for a few years now. And to get the perspective from somebody who's there listening to support you in moving through these patterns and recognizing them. So I'll ramble <laughs> just like I do here. And my therapist has no trouble getting me to speak. <laughs> That's one thing I'm sure if, if, if she's listening to this, she might be laughing. <laughs> um, I'm definitely not one of those like you're trying to pry information and emotion and whatever out of me. I'm just like this, this, this <laughs> when I'm in there. But what's amazing to me is I'll, I'll sit there and I'll ramble for 20 minutes straight about whatever it is. And then she'll just like, she says one sentence to me because she sees this connection with something else that I said. And it blows my mind. It just like blows my mind every single time. So one thing that she's brought to my attention is this, um, and this so comes from being a health at every size trained therapist and being familiar with disordered eating and patterns. She says to me, um, you're, you, you do the sort of binge and restrict cycle. And I've always thought of that with food because I've, I've been a binge eater my whole life. But she made me realize that, like, wow, I do that in, in a zillion different ways. Of course, one thing I've been saying for years is that the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. So, of course, that makes plenty of sense. But it never dawned on me in that way. And I always flipped it and and saw it through the the lens that benefited my actions, which was like, oh, I'll just like work my ass off for nine days straight here until I'm just absolutely beat. And then that will give me the permission to just like do nothing and chill for like two or three days. And then I'll just keep doing that. <laughs> and, and in my mind, like in some way in my mind that that's was balance and is balance. And like maybe for some people that is, but what she made me realize was like, maybe that isn't my version of balance. Maybe that's just yet another way that I do this restrict model to myself and then binge model. And it just like, I see it in all these different places in my life. And if you've been listening to this podcast since the beginning, like you can think back to the episode, I, I think it was the last one of the season, maybe about um, sex and self-worth and my experience with that space and my growth in that space. I, I see the binge and restrict right there. I see it in um, how I do work. Um, this in, this uh, hiatus from Instagram, right? I've been like binging, 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 and now I'm restricting to the point where I can't even step into the space without anxiety. So it's like, how do I find balance, I guess, is one of my current questions. And something that's just challenging. And I've talked about that a lot on this podcast, that sort of hustle and realigning the the sex and self-worth episode. A lot of these, a lot of this discussion comes back to this concept of balance. The one with Alex L from last 
uh, last season about a uh, boundary setting, all of these topics. Like, so I'm just trying to find ways to be more balanced that work for me. Um, that really work for me. And that's not easy. It's just not been easy for me at all. But having this new perspective of, okay, wait, so I actually do have this other pattern that I didn't really recognize. It goes beyond perfectionism, hustling, being independent, you know, whatever it is. There's kind of more going on than that. And it's like intertwined with all of these other things that I do in my life, these other decisions that I make, patterns, people I seek out, all of it. And it's been really refreshing to have this new perspective and have some work to do. Um, and in order for me to do it, you know, ha having that be a priority to find balance for me takes a lot of space definitely a lot of space from the things that put me in either the binge or the restrict mode because they're very similar depends how you how you want to look at it um and then encouraging myself and my therapist has been encouraging me to just do a little bit so for example you know, I'll let my emails pile up and then I have 90 emails to answer and I know that they're just coming in and they're coming in and I'm allowing myself to be really daunted by that until it's like this giant pile of emails that's like this monster. And then when I go to sit down and answer, I can't just answer like five emails. I have to answer all 90 in my head <laughs> for whatever reason. And so she says to me, my therapist says to me, Okay, so the next time you sit down to do your emails, just do some of them. Just do some of them and then leave some of them undone. And I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. And uh, I did that. And it actually, it felt really good, but it was, again, challenging. I saw the other emails sitting there and I was like, oh, I have time. I could sit here longer and do this. Or I could leave the office, the studio for the rest of the day and do something else and then finish the rest of these emails tomorrow or over the next two days. And it's like the way that works for some someone is not the way it works for someone else and vice versa and all of that is fine. But I think what I'm questioning is just and, and my whole thing that I've been questioning since this stepping away and wanting to change my work and just growing. Um, I've just kind of been questioning what are all of the different ways to do things? What are all of the other possibilities? And again, I, I find myself using the same words, the same language that I used five years ago when I started traveling and teaching. When I used to say that exact thing, like I felt like I woke up one day and my eyes were open to the endless possibilities that were in front of me and questioning what all of the things were that I wasn't doing because I was fearful or doubted myself or other people didn't expect me to do it. And like here I am back four or five years later having that exact same conversation with myself. But again, in a very different context because I've built this identity. I have this brand. People know me for a certain thing. Like all of these followers are in, involved and there's social media and 
the the context is different and context changes a lot. So back in a similar mindset, um, but a little more challenging, I guess, all at the same time. Um, so I guess I've just been trying to remind myself that I don't have to do what people expect from me ever <laughs> at any point. Um, I don't have to do or give parts of myself or do work or engage in ways that I don't want to just because people want them from me or, or even need them from me. Um, and as somebody who is, I feel like I'm constantly navigating a lot of guilt. <laughs> That's something that I'm working on too. But as somebody who struggles with that, to know that you are wanted or needed in a certain way and, and even praised over and over and over again for those things, um, to not just go that way is really hard. And stability matters and security matters. And we all like to feel safe, you know, safe and stable and comfortable and it would be very easy for me to just, in a sense, to just continue teaching those same asana workshops, to just keep being as engaged as I have been on social media, to keep in that cycle because it's been working in certain ways for sure. But the way that it's not working uh, is that it's no longer like bringing me this joy. It's not bringing me this happiness that it once was. And ultimately, that's what I need to have. Um that's as an important part of my sense of security, stability, and comfort as anything else is. So while it can feel scary um, financially, it can be scary being concerned about people's thoughts, perspectives, judgments, concerns, and then all of those things to myself, from myself. So... In this six weeks away, two months away, however long it's been, this is kind of where my head has been at. I've been in just ultimate self-care mode and not in this like, not in this way that is sold to you. Um, and not in a way that is glamorous or pretty you know it's just been okay what do I really really need <laughs> and that answer has been to just like let myself be you know I keep saying like I'm not doing anything I'm doing nothing I've just been doing nothing my therapist is like well is it nothing or is it just something else And I'm like oh why is it so simple <laughs> but it's so hard so I've been in this place of what feels like nothing but what it actually is is like recalibrating and reprioritizing and I'm starting to shift now into this place where I'm feeling excited about the endless possibilities again and all the things that I could do can do have to offer and what I love what excites me there's so many things <laughs> so it's actually really cool it's just giving myself the permission I guess to do those things and not just do what people want from me and that's been a slow process over the years like even this last year I've just shifted my 
writing, my my work, my imagery away from self-love, certainly, and away from yoga, asana. And people don't like that. You know, I've had plenty of like, where did your yoga photos go? And I get it. Like, I get it. But also like, hi, I'm a human on, on the other side of all of this. And I have to do what is right for me the same way that I would hope y'all will do that for yourselves. You know, it's just this, this ultimate autonomy. And like, that really is what self care, um, is for me. So balance and patience, uh, recalibrating have kind of been my, my key words and my priorities as of late, not anything else. And so it's meant that I've been saying no to lots of things, partnerships, you know, things I'm not 100% sure about. I don't exactly know what direction I want to move in. And so I'm just saying no for now and being totally transparent, just saying, hey, look, like now's not really a great time for this because I'm not really on social media right now. (laughs) So it's not one, it's not going to be authentic. But two, I don't really know if it's what I want to keep doing in this way. And there has to be some space. There just has to be some space. So I'm taking it. And yeah, so now I'm kind of excited again. I'm starting to feel excited again. And I feel fairly certain that the work I'd like to do moving forward will be surrounding sexuality, which probably won't be surprising to many people and might be surprising to some. Um, It's always kind of been a passion of mine. It's always been a prominent Uh, part of my life. It's just that it wasn't a positive part of my life until a few years ago, but it was always there in a really big way. And I feel like so much of my journey through yoga, like so much of my practice and this sense of knowing, the sense of of worth, um, empathy, ahimsa for myself, um, compassion. If you're not familiar with ahimsa, I, I mean, it, it means it's nonviolence, but I just see it as compassion, um, kindness, forgiveness. And I've just like, I feel like I've been harnessing all of these things. And it's brought me to this place in my life where I just know my power in a different way. And it comes and goes, but I see it in ways that I didn't before. I have it in ways that I didn't allow myself to harness before. And I just know that there's there's this whole community, just like there's this whole community of people who needed to see photos of me, uh, photos of a fat person um, being strong, practicing yoga, um, using props, you know, whatever it is. Just like people needed that and need that, there are people who need lots of other things, like conversations about um, being fat, being a fat femme, fat woman however you identify and trying to navigate your sexuality and as as someone who you know pleasure is so important to me um and and really powerful to me um I think there's just a lot to do there there's a lot to do and it really excites me so I think it's something with that and I'm just not sure yet and I'm trying to be okay with that again this being patient 
waiting until I know, waiting until it just comes, you know? And I know this. It's like, I know I can't force it. I have to just wait and the idea will come. The opportunity will come. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at right now. And it's not even that I, I don't think I'm like done with yoga necessarily. It's just, um, I'm just like a little jaded. I feel a little apathetic. And there are a lot of different reasons that I feel that way. And I'm not even going to go into all of it. Many of you can probably piece it together, honestly. Um, and I don't want to bring that. I don't want to bring that into my my workshop space. I don't want to bring that into other people's spaces. Um, and so I, until I figure out a way to be in it and be excited and see the beauty, you know, that I don't, I don't want to be in it. It's not responsible. I don't feel that it's responsible to do. And I feel similarly about social media. Like, you know, I'm not going to go back into that space full throttle um, at all. I'm not going back into that space full throttle right now. I might never go back in that same way that I was there before. I don't know. Um, but I'm going to give myself the time to figure out what's going to work for me. No more DMs. I'll tell you that much. No more direct messages. It's been a joy being engaged, being highly engaged with people for so long. But I have to just do what I have to do. And my hope is, my hope is that this conversation that I'm having with myself here, um, this sort of like putting my foot down and like absolutely doing what I need to do to take care of myself regardless of anything else. I hope that that is as powerful and as inspiring to people as everything else or anything else has been. Um, because it has not been easy. And I'm sure I'm not the only one who uh, struggles. So I'm just reminding myself that change is good. Whether that change is like deleting that app and just being away for a month or seeing a new pattern or seeing it in a new perspective, taking that step to seek out a therapist who's going to work for me, giving myself space. Um, all of those small things or seemingly small things total have, have totaled up to two months of a huge perspective shift that the change is in the works, you know, um, the change is definitely in the works and I'm excited to see what happens change is definitely good and I don't know if any of y'all are into astrology but if you are I am a I am a Taurus I'm a Taurus like through and through earth sign like firmly grounded feet planted way down in the earth and uh not a fan of change um I mean, I do once I get there. <laughs> once, once I'm there, I'm like, yay, this is great. But the process of getting there, not as comfortable. And so I guess I'm just getting comfortable with discomfort again and not being so sure, which is cool. And it, it feels good to be as transparent about this even though I've been away but in this moment to be as transparent about this as I have been about anything because this is just as human as anything else that I have ever shared so 
I hope that people can relate to this, just this sense of like refinding your identity when it's rooted in things that almost seem like they're outside of yourself. Making the decision to do things that you really want to do that people don't expect you to do or anticipate or want you to do. Just sitting here like nodding to myself and sighing and just thinking about how uh, how much of a whirlwind it's been. I guess the last few years, but it's been it's been beautiful. I, I taught my last workshop. Uh, I am teaching in London in February 2019, and those are my very last workshops until further notice. I taught my last workshop in the states just last weekend, um, here in Philly, and it was beautiful. I, it felt like a nice sense of kind of completion great community of people it was a philosophy workshop we were talking about empathy most of most of the time and a few people came up after and were like just basically saying hey I see you you know I see you doing what you need to do and I'm I'm here for that and I just hope that this can serve as a nice reminder to others that that's something that's always a priority you know or always needs to be a priority and I think I've lost my own way in that you know I've and I've talked I talked on this podcast last season about being angry um just so many different things and I'm just realizing oh wow like the the things that have happened it's all very clear you know I see my anxiety not in just the way that we're familiar, but in in the anger that built uh, all of it. So yeah, I'm just in this, I'm recalibrating, I'm figuring out what's going to work for me moving forward. I've changed again, you know, and I just want to be cool with allowing those changes to happen, doing new things and growing, leaving things behind is a beautiful thing. Not being attached is a beautiful thing. I don't want to be so strongly attached to this perceived identity or what I've been in magazines for what people have applauded me for and it's again it's been beautiful it's opened up so many doors I've had endless opportunities I've learned so much I've met the coolest people like I've gotten to know myself I mean I just wouldn't I wouldn't change a thing but now I'm going to (laughs) moving forward and I think it's going to be really cool and exciting so whatever it is going to be I hope you all will join me if it feels right for you continuing to move forward on or off social media workshops or no workshops um it's exciting so i think that's all i have to say for now of course there will always be more and i I have a few uh really cool episodes coming out the first few episodes following this one that i'm really excited for y'all to hear about taking space mental health These are interviews with some really cool people, Um, pleasure, seeking pleasure. Um, I have one coming up as well about uh, disordered eating and just kind of reframing how we see that, shifting perspectives there. And I'm excited for this second season to keep growing and see what comes. So thank you, as always, for tuning in. And if you're not aware, I don't know where you're listening to this, but if you're not aware... The podcast has been picked up by Anchor. Thank you, Anchor, for picking up the pod. 
Um, so you can now listen to this podcast everywhere pretty much that you listen to pods. So it's available all over the place. If you do listen to it on iTunes, be sure to um, leave a review and leave a rating if you have a moment. That's super helpful to me and I appreciate that. And if you're tuning in for the first time, I have the first season of the podcast available. We're on the second season right now. And my other current offering, aside from those London workshops, asana workshops in February, I have my website, which is danafalsetti.com. There's an online yoga studio there that is pay whatever you want to join on a monthly membership that you can cancel anytime. All of the videos are captioned currently in English, but I'm adding more languages this year, which I'm really excited about. And the content itself is inclusive. So there's everything from wrist-free classes to chair yoga classes to inversion and arm balance prep and my personal practice and all sorts of things on there. New videos go up every other week. So if you still want to practice with me, if you are somebody in a larger body looking for a teacher who's in a larger body, if you are somebody who needs that accessibility of the captioning or whatever it is, um, that is available to you at any price that feels right to you that you can afford. And I think that's it for now. Other than that, I have nothing else on the table. If you want to uh, check the website as well, all my speaking engagements and uh, things like that will be there. My mailing list, all of those good things. So if any of this sounds interesting to you and maybe you want to come to one of those new workshops when I figure out what I'm doing with sexuality or what that's going to look like, make sure that you keep up with the site and the mailing list and I'll, I'll keep you all informed in those spaces. Thank you always for joining me for being supportive and I'll catch you next time. Hi friends, Dana here. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Deep Dive. If you want more radical truth, make sure you subscribe. You can also keep up with me across social media at Dana Falsetti or visit my website, danafalsetti.com to find workshops, speaking engagements, or take an online class. See you next time. Thank mm-hmm. you.